this is the old go-to phrase, life isn't fair. <laughs> like so, but in their eyes, they're like, well, it can be. I would ask them, well, how would you make it more fair? Yeah, that's a good <laughs> phrase. Share your opinion with me, please. <laughs> Welcome to the Child Whisper Podcast. I'm your host, Carol Tuttle, author of the best-selling parenting book, The Child Whisper. I'm with my co-host, Ann Tuttle-Brown. In the energy profiling world, we teach that everyone leads with a dominant energy type, that that is like the lifelong true expression of who we are. You're born with it, you die with it. Whether you're living true to it is... The consideration. We love the child whisper content because it supports you in raising a child so they can live true to it as they enter their adult life and really trust who they are. The consideration comes up that um, how important is it to know my child's secondary type? Because within the four types, you do express all four. And in the dressing your truth world, we actually make it more of an emphasis that knowing your secondary is of great value, but that's more about personal style for a woman, that you can really create personal expression in your style when you know your secondary and how to bring it in. Since we have so many of our dressing your truth members in the child whispering world, I think there was a conclusion that we need to know a child's secondary. And I more recently have been sharing in the child whisper Facebook group that it's really not necessary in order to raise your child true to who they are. The secondary is something that um, it's almost like it's nice to know and you can then see it, but you'll never go to that section of the book and say, what do I need to know about the, let's say you're in Anne's case, her daughter's a type three secondary four. Have you ever referred to the type four section, Anne, and your strategy and approach in raising Katie? No, not as I, I think I probably if I did, it would have been like maybe some of the keywords to be like, oh, those type four keywords are adding a little flavor to her overall yeah. type three movement. But yeah, I'm not looking to the type four section for how to approach her, how to um, parent her at all. Right. It's all type three because she's more type three like that. Dry. You'll see certain character traits she expresses and you're more often to say oh that's their secondary mm -hmm. more than anything that's probably how it plays out is just a reference point in it's there it's like a fl added flavor so yeah, Calista, a, our type 4 expert gave this example if you think of a chocolate cake it can have a lemon filling a raspberry filling yes. a cream filling so it's still chocolate cake but you're going to have a little bit a little different, different flavor filling. when you I eat like it that. mm -hmm. that's a, that would be a really nice infographic so type 1 can be a what confetti cake filling <laughs> your type 1 child have <laughs> and i will say if you really are interested in developing that knowledge of secondary energy how to identify them. The place to be is lifestyle. Mm -hmm. It is in our lifestyle content. That's our premium content. That's the deep dive, broad look at energy profiling. Any of our free content is basic information. And one of the, you know, it's just, you need to be guided through that process so you don't give it more value than it needs to have. So I've been saying more often than not of late in the Child Whisper Facebook group, it's not a, you don't need to know their secondary to be successful at this. In fact, I've encouraged parents not to even, when they post, to not include that. Just say what your child's dominant type well, is. Well, it can get really... We don't need to know their whole, uh, my I... type three, four, one, two child. <laughs> and I'm like, that's not necessary for what you're seeking That's interesting here. that you bring that up because I often do kind of drop the secondary when I'm reading questions from parents because, first of all, they're like, my 
nine-year-old, three, four childs. And now you've got three numbers in your mind to keep straight. I know, because <laughs> so, you've got the age of the child. And, and then, then the it, dominant secondary. So I, well, that, yeah, I definitely, want, I have a, just approached it like, what's the dominant type? Because when there's an issue, I think it has more to do probably with the dominant yes. type. And so let's focus there. And I think well, One quick other tip. What it impresses upon um, new people is that somehow you need to know both. And suddenly they're profiling the dominant and the secondary at the same time. You want to completely confuse yourself? Go there. That's Let even what that we recommend. Yeah, we this recommend that process. This podcast, if you're beginning. not 100% sure on your child's dominant, this is a come back to later podcast, really, this episode. Because that's what I saw became the new practice was trying to figure out both at the same time. And that's just confusion because your child's clearly showing you their dominant energy type every day of their lives. And those are the pointer references that you want to be tuning into rather than confusing it. Is this their dominant or their secondary? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I, I mean, that was the, the process with my children when my type 3 daughter was born. It was probably four or five months before I settled on her secondary. And then my mm-hmm. type 2, I thought he was a 2-3, but then I was like, I don't think so. I just focused on the type 2. And then after about six, eight, it was a little bit longer for him, eight months, it was like, okay, he's a 2-1. Mm-hmm. But yeah, always went back Your to that dominant. Your youngest we knew pretty quick, but then he's sort of the, he's, uh, well, we've jokingly said. He's a he's, reincarnation he's of his father-in-law. Same name, same grandpa. energy type. Yeah, not my, my father-in-law. His yeah. granddad. <laughs> yeah. He is. He has his name. And I'm like, oh, there he is again. <laughs> yeah, that one was easy. <laughs> Yes, and the and with, of him I will say that, like him. with with some children, it will be easy. Like, oh, I just I see both of that. Certainly, I and, mean, a three one or a one three, you're gonna know. Mm-hmm. I have a high moving movement <laughs> child, so I will also say too, if you have um, two children of the same energy type, two or more children of the same energy type, this can be really valuable to notice the differences and why. Yeah, I do have some video. There are two videos I can refer you to if your child, you know, is. Their dominant secondary is both high movement, which leads, which are they type one or type three? Or if they're both at lower movement, inward quality of expression, are they two or are they four? And I do have, um, those are on YouTube. Just Google the child whisper type two, type four. I mean, or go on YouTube. You'll mm-hmm. find those. Those are helpful because I can see that dilemma. But today we're talking about now that we've established how important is this, mm-hmm. so this is sort of a nice to know right now, uh, how do you know your child's secondary? How do you identify it? So we're yeah. going to review some tips on how to do that. So it's going to be a flavor to their movement and their approach to their life. filling. Yes. So secondary type one, again, the keywords for type one is the fun-loving child, mm-hmm. light, bright, playful. Mm-hmm. So you'll notice a cuteness or a sparkle or a playfulness about them at times. When they're feeling most comfortable and familiar, especially for a type two and a type four dominant, mm-hmm. that will come out when they're mm-hmm. at the home, when they're with their friends that they're more familiar, or comfortable with, where they feel secure. For those more, for those introvert energies, the type one will come out in those moments. I, I would say it's like a cuteness that bubbles up mm-hmm. in certain settings yeah. and a quality. Like I think of Sam, who's a two one. There's just a there's a light, a little bit Cheerfulness. of lightness about him. His laugh is very delightful mm-hmm. when he's 
presenting that, but there's this sort of, my mother was a two one as well. And she, I would use that, the word that identified her secondary one was this touch of whimsy Mm -hmm. that was always just sort of Almost in a way, she apologized for it, you know, because it wasn't who <laughs> getting she, away with something. Yeah, like oh, you know, she'd always say to me, mm-hmm. I just, "You know, I love a little bit of sparkle." Like, is that okay? Like, she was seeking reassurance <laughs> in her secondary. So that quality is just um, occasional. Mm-hmm. It's an occasional presentation of that lightness. Yeah, they'll have an upward an, light movement, a liking for social activities mm-hmm. in. De- Tending on their dominant, though, that yeah. will take the the charge with a type three with a secondary one. That's just going to amp up the type three yeah. one movement, make it lighter, a little bit bigger, like a kind of a burst. I would say this is how it looks for you. I'm going to, this will help you. A okay. two one, just occasionally it's going to like serve that, it'll bubble up. The silliness. And there it is, that cuteness. Mm-hmm. A three one, it just becomes this sort of, it's like you're fanning the fire. <laughs> like, and it's the fire's getting bigger. So it's like uh, blowing air on the fire that just makes them a bigger presentation of their dominant type three because they're both high movements. So there's not this sort of separate with a quality. light with a lightness, though, like a big. Yes. Quite yeah. often I'll see adults get confused. They're three ones because they do have that animation. But you have to. They're really, they think they're a type one because there's this Mm. quality of animation, but they push. They push first. They don't have a lightness about them. They have a drivenness. So Mm. that child's going to be still very much just, think of a child that puts, you know, or a bull that puts its head down and it goes. Like it's going to, it's going to bulldoze it. Then the four one, you're going to see this extreme of seriousness that will shift to playfulness, but it's like they're on a track. They're in their serious track, then they'll switch to their lightness track. Their playful side. Now, for every one of these, I want to insert here, your facial profiling is going to be the best assessment tool to determine which your child leads with. Always. For the dominant type. Oh, yes. I mean, a 4-1 is going to have very distinct facial features that are type 4. So there should be no confusion which they lead with. Mm Mm-hmm. And then just the flavor that you would want to add, I would say the key word would be just light. Yeah. You know, add There's that a little, lightness. A, comf- a, a comfortable lightness, a determined lightness, a serious uh-huh. lightness. You know, uh-huh. that's kind of something that you can just add to your approach a yeah, little and bit. Four ones can really present his, but they have a kind of calculated, um, they know they're being funny. Mm-hmm. They know they're getting a response. They're more thought out in it. We're a type one of more with any secondary, they're not trying to be funny or cute. They just are. Mm-hmm. And so it's not like they're even thinking about it. It's just who they are. Let's move to secondary type two. The type two energy is sensitive, emotional. It's relaxed. Connected and relaxed. Subdued, more blended in its quality. It just brings the energy down. It's uh, If we see it in the expression of nature, it's that willow tree, the mm-hmm. cast cascading water the the long lazy river so let's go to lazy the, has nothing to do with it with someone's ambition <laughs> so right. let's start with the type one secondary two what does what flavor would that add to the type that, one expression? that quiet that just subdues that animation it brings it down a bit softens it it softens that so i like the word perky they're perky children but they're not necessarily overly animated mm. and 
there's uh, this quality of being sweet because that type two adds a sweetness, but there's, they're definitely bouncy and buoyant. Bright. They love whimsy and they love animation and they're bright, bright eyed. Their faces are going to express it, but it's just softened a bit. Mm-hmm. So that soft is a great and word to add there. And I think especially the sensitivity where that type one, you already wear your emotions on your sleeve. Yes. Adding that type two, I think that's a, the yeah. type two, one and one, two are the most like emotionally yeah. sensitive combinations. You look at Addie. My granddaughter, your niece, she's a two one. There's so many times you think she's behaving like a type one, but her face is so type two. Mm-hmm. And there's this and her call. overall movement yes. and her preferences are there's definitely much, type two. She, she's and not, her play is where her type yes, one comes out. You a see lot. it come out in her play, but she's not someone that moves into things quickly or. Mm-hmm. You know, she's not highly social in a lot of settings till she's familiar. And, yeah, you, know, you see that type too. Mm-hmm. So you just know that because I think that two, one, one, two become sort of they can mimic each other in your eyes, but they don't remember upward light versus soft, relaxed, subdued. Then we move to three, two. And again, at the softening is part of that. It softens the intensity mm-hmm. and it. Again, that sensitivity comes forward that they have a lot of, they get passionate about things. They really care, really care, and they express that care. They'll worry about things like animals or people, or they just like, they just have a passion that comes forward from their heart, but they're still very results-oriented. They still have that quality of being not as push forward as you might but see. But driven. But driven very much. Inside movement. Yeah. I think the thing I've seen with three twos is they can be a little bit more cuddly, snuggly. They yeah. Like that connection. Sure. Yeah. For a four two, that is a very methodical combination. Yeah, that's a very that easily becomes the quietest member of your family. The least expressive unless you have a two verbally. four. So you've got both. <laughs> Four two and two four. Right. But they will live in a very their inner world's incredibly busy, but they're very private about it. So a four two is like your silent observer of life. And they're gonna take in everything and go, I know exactly what's going down here and I know how I feel about it. Yet they may not be willing to share because they're not easily going to exert themselves. So understand that they're going to be the less This is the child you want to be super mindful of to not kind of lose touch with them and connection with them because of their inability to be outwardly expressive as other family members. So you want to keep enrolling them in the conversation and the family experience and make sure they have a voice. They're able to share their opinion. They're able to really give their authority to things and to invite that and support them and get to know what's going on internally. Like really, if, if you have access to your type four secondary twos inner world, you're held in high respect because that's a private space in a, in a big way. The secondary two affects a type four. I don't necessarily think it, it I wouldn't, you wouldn't see a softening in their manner or character traits. A quieting. It's a quieting effect. And and yet a caring quality, deeply caring. Because anything that's type two is more about emotion and the heart. 
So they're going to have deep feelings. They're going to care deeply about things. And fairness is going to be a big deal. Like, because they want Because they're observing be and analyzing. <laughs> well, they notice when it's not. They're that aware of it. And you're going to hear about that. You're going to hear, like, that's not fair. So you may be saying to this child, well, this is the old go-to phrase. Life isn't fair. <laughs> like so, but in their eyes, they're like, well, it can be. I would ask them, well, how would you make it more fair? Yeah, that's a good <laughs> phrase. Share your opinion with me, please. <laughs> I'm going to use that in my... Yeah, I think that works for any type of child. That's a good tip. <laughs> Time to take a short break. But don't worry, we'll be right back after this. Knowing your type and your child's type changes everything, doesn't it? It helps you to understand one another better. It can help your outside, too. When you wear clothes that express your type, you feel better, you look better, and people understand you more easily, including your kids. Carol Tuttle created the Dressing Your Truth program to help you dress true to your type and create a personal style that expresses who you really are. The best part? You can learn all the basics for free. Start loving how you look and feel at DressingYourTruth.com. All right, let's move to secondary type three. This is the determined movement, result-oriented, got a push, a drive, a passion, likes to take on challenges. So what does that look like when we add it to the dominant type? Let's start with type one, secondary three. That's going to add again that kind of punch to the type one energy so it can get really kind of louder, a little bit louder, bigger play, bigger, um, going after bigger stuff in life that's fun. So it adds that boom box in a way mm -hmm. to that kind of like one. a I think of like a it's bubbly movement. <laughs> yeah. I, a good friend of mine's son is a type one secondary three. And I was just asking her today. She's my Pilates instructor. I said, what are you guys doing today? She goes, well, Brock wants to go to the park and have a sports day. <laughs> Basketball, volleyball, all these <laughs> games. So that just expresses in a more physical way. They're type and like one. he's yeah the in but the social is what's leading the definitely, social the fun definitely. the play like he's but not he asking to go on. lift weights or something you know he wants mm -hmm. to play with his family in a physical way mm -hmm. so social with the I physical. think too with the ideas it could be like get an idea okay now I'm moving forward on it yeah so just yeah adds a little bit of a punch what about type two secondary three. That's going to put that, uh, that, that, those, these are the energies that you'll find these combos are like the, all, you know, opposites of each other. So there's that opportunity to, you, you should say, <laughs> you know, you are that. Because as a child, I don't think you let that type three take over. You were very methodical in your early years. And, mm -hmm. you know, you were the Sensitive. child that brought your diaper to me when you needed a diaper change. You were planned mm -hmm. out. The type three kind of tried to take over when you had to start kind of making your life strategies when high school. I think, school. though, I've always seen, like, I, you know, I ran for student body. I wanted to be involved. You did put yourself out there I, yeah. more, yeah. Mm -hmm. I felt comfortable taking a lead. I felt like I was very methodical in my approach to it. So I'd say it adds I, a sense of a confidence to a type two. Or even just a, a, a push or a, a excitement to get out and get involved in things that's right. where i see it the most in me taking things that, on that's led by that wanting to be connected yeah and those oh yeah type two is definitely leading movement of how i get involved in things but that desire right. that push i'd also add that it adds this 
interest in physical activities. Mm-hmm. You've always been, you know, snowboarding, you like getting out, you do active things with your kids. Yeah. So there is that quality of interest in things that are of a physical mm-hmm. quality. Then our type four, three, I raised this child. That's a big energy. It's both bold and determined. And so it just actually pro- creates a more determined type four yeah. in being themselves. It never looks like type three. It's very My son straightforward. always looked like type four. Very straightforward. But it was but a, like got an a push. added push to be type four and to be strong mm. in that. And again, he's very physical. Yeah. So that you see that, that physical thing in this wanting to express yourself with more physical experiences. Mm-hmm. I think with him, he had an added level of independence. Like, I know what I yes. want. I'm going to go yes. do it. I'm going to figure this out. I call it the out. slice and dice energy. Like, <laughs> I, I know what I want, and I'm going to make it happen. So that's a thought-out strategy. It's thought out first, and then there's that determination to carry it through. A type three wouldn't have that much of a thought-out process. I think of our good friend Kara. It's like when Kara puts her mind to something, you know she's going to see it through in the action side. But that putting their mind to it first in a thought-out way. Let's move to secondary type four now. This is the more serious movement, straightforward big picture, keenness, perfecting. What does that look like when we apply that flavor to each dominant energy type, starting with type one, secondary four? There is that sort of uh, need for structure and solitude, but not in a real thought out, you know, it's Consistent like, manner. Yeah, yeah, they aren't, they don't lead with consistency and innate ability to create structure. So as a parent, you really need to tune into that to say if they're just getting frazzled, their energy's getting what would I would call scrambled or erratic, they need some downtime, some time by themselves, or they're just going too much. They need maybe, a, you know, 10-year-olds can take a nap once in a while. <laughs> they need a break. They need to create a sense of solitude so they can yeah, I think reset. You, you can see this in your type one secondary four if they like engaging socially and then also alone t- um solitary play yeah you know, they'll so be able to connect disconnect the that things well. that they're enjoying that are experiences you are, you know if the experience is light and fun even if it's work or if it's homework or whatever they will create have an ability to stay to follow through and create some order with it if it is drawing them in through being a light experience. So it's just, again, it doesn't mean everything has to be fun, but don't make it serious. Make it, support them in making it enjoyable, and then they take it seriously. What about the type two, secondary four combination? And I, I raised this child as well. And what's interesting to me is I see a lot of that type four expressing, so it's, but never is it is bold. They, yeah, so as, Chris is much softer in all that he does, but don't, you know, bend his hat that he really, you know, like he's very <laughs> consistent with things. He has a lot of order to things, but everything leads with this heart-centered approach to things. He's more it's gentle. It's more muted. It's more subtle. And that approach. type, that secondary four just adds a flavor of almost taking the methodical into it's a tricky combination because these kids can get 
overwhelmed easily in their inner process of just being aware of so much and the it's the details of everything in the big picture and it can, they can go so far out that it will overwhelm them and he's aware of that and has to manage it it's kind of like how many tabs do you have open on your computer it's like how many tabs do you have open in your mind mm-hmm. how far out are they going need to pull in on that and bring it back. So that four just adds that quality of being able to go bigger with your type two tendencies. It's a big picture of life. Like you're thinking about how many years ahead. Yeah, definitely. The fairness thing plays out for them as well. (laughs) The two, four, four, two is they're Chris will bring up things that happened in his childhood that I had no idea he was aware of. But him being so keen, just that keen, being keen about details. I'm like, you remember that? Or you were even aware of that? He's like, Mom, you have no idea. But now I get it. I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, you, had, you didn't let on how much you were taking in taking in, in mm-hmm. your world. What about type three, secondary four? This is you. This would be me <laughs> and my daughter. Your daughter. And yep. I, my childhood's not a good example of being true to who I was, but Katie's life mm-hmm. is, which I really appreciate that because I really take, it's very healing for me to see someone of my same nature being raised true to mm-hmm. herself. And as you know, that three, again, is a very, that push, punch, that intense. push, but there's a sense of authority behind it mm-hmm. that she'll push bigger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because she figures bigger she's and right. Bolder. Like every time she comes to my house, She's convinced she has to take something home, <laughs> and she doesn't let down, man. And she will Very just push persistent, and yeah. be persistent with a sense of "I have a right." There's a sense That's a good of way to put it. That's it. a good way to put it. Like so, her I authority know right. gets enrolled, you mm-hmm. know. And so you see this just. And most parents, you'll find because they're going to try and outplay you on staying more determined, and you'll finally just give in because you're tired of hearing about it. So you just have to know how to beat that game mm-hmm. and go oh yeah i'm doing a good job i guess because yesterday she's like why do you say no all the time I, like, <laughs> I don't think i do say no all the time i think you ask a lot and so i went through and explained <laughs> to go. her like the last she had three things she wanted to know why i said why and i explained to her each reason why and that actually worked really well for her i think too like that secondary four yeah can add a little bit of that like just paint the bigger picture for me Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. You can also, she's old enough, kids that are five, six, seven are old enough now to be taught about their tendencies. Of their secondary? No, of their dominant. For her, you know, she's old enough for you to say, you know what, Katie, Here, I know your strategy here. You have a lot of determination. That's a great thing. But in this scenario, I'm not going to let you outplay me because you're going to keep going because you can. You have the energy to keep at this, to get what you want. And a lot of times I'll finally agree with you because you're wearing me down. I'm not going to do that. And then she can't, her type three father, it's like, I will meet you there mm-hmm. and I will last longer than you. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but that four just adds again that I'm going to stand my ground and keep at this. It definitely makes it a bigger force. Yeah, uh, type three, secondary mm-hmm. four. These have been great tips, great insights to what that flavor of each dominant energy type can look like. Remember, stay focused on their dominant energy type and let the secondary organically reveal itself to you. That's yeah. all we, that's what we've taught 
since the beginning. That is meant to be a support, not a burden or a confusion. Yeah. Most importantly, get your dominant started, and then your children will reveal to you simply what what their secondary is and how that can be a support. Very much so. In fact, I think the greatest application of knowing this is if you have children of the same dominant type that will most likely have different secondaries. So you will see that you'll tweak a few things in your approach with them based on that secondary. I think of our my youngest son, Mark, who's a type four, secondary three. His oldest son's a type four, secondary one. Their newest baby, who is also a type four, secondary two. <laughs> now, they're like the type four trifecto, and you can see it in them. Even in these young ages, you can tell those variables to say, I see the type four in all of them, but I see the influence of the secondary in each of them, even in the baby. Mm -hmm. He's a very grounded, just sort of still presence. You know, and the but he has a sensitivity to yeah. comfort. So mm -hmm. there's a case where this is going to present itself so much more obviously because you have family members all mm -hmm. presenting it and you can say... Well, yeah, they are. So don't think your child's not a certain type because of a sibling because they very well could be. It's just the secondary is different. Mm -hmm. The parenting practice this week is have some fun with this rather than a need to know. What is your child's secondary? What's coming to mind? And how might that be useful to you in some things you're feeling challenged with right now with your child to just tweak your approach a little bit based on that secondary? It could be the answer to a dilemma you've not gotten clear on and how to support a child. Maybe there's an issue there. Maybe the child's giving you some push, just some stress. You know, things aren't working well, where this could be insightful for you to be a better parent for them. Thanks for listening. For more support, go to thechildwhisper.com where you can purchase the book, subscribe to our weekly parenting practice email, and find a transcription and audio of the Child Whisper podcast. If you're listening on iTunes, thank you for leaving a review. If you have a parenting question, please send it to parenting at liveyourtruth.com. 